0: Welcome to the Salty Driftwood Podcast. I'm your host Eugene Gibson and today's episode is titled Palace of Lies, The Ugly Transformation of Mass Media. I hope everyone under the sound of my voice is doing well and if you aren't, I pray and hope that you do better. One of the main purposes for mass media is to Disseminate information. Now, whether that information is accurate, or inaccurate, coming is has become much of a debate today, because we have seen throughout over the years where um, the days of muckraking investigative journalism has been tarnished, mostly by the actions of a few, um, I'll say quite a few individuals who worked for major media outlets for example there's Janet Leslie Cook who used to work for the Washington Post and she won a Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize in 1981 for an article about a, a a young adolescent who was who she said was on drugs and it was later found out that uh, the whole story had been fabricated and she's the only person who has ever returned a Pulitzer Prize, and after that, uh, you well, you know, her career was over. Then, in the mid '90s, there is the case of uh, Stephen Glass, a reporter for the American magazine called The New Republic, who they found out who, after about three years of writing articles that were fictional, the the events and human beings that he was writing on never existed. And so he, his story came to light. Now it may seem that these type of, this type of actions only happens in American journalism, but um, let's go overseas and all. In Germany, uh, there's the case of Klaas Velothius, who worked for the German magazine Der Spiegel, who um, came under fire in 2018 for years of falsifying his work. He claimed to be. Uh, most of his stories were the, were were about uh, events and individuals he met overseas. He claimed to be traveling all over the world, when in fact he, he wrote those stories. Some of those stories he wrote never even leaving his desk, and it came to light that for years he was he was falsifying his stories and putting them forward, and you know for sensationalism and emotionalism, and um eventually in all in uh twenty. In 2018, uh, the 23rd of December, Der Spiegel um, announced that it was filing a criminal complaint against Relotius because he'd been accused of embezzling donations intended for Syrian orphans he claimed to have met in Turkey. I, I don't know how you, how you meet him and most of most the of people he talking about. He invented right at his desk. <laughs> I, I think it was one of his fellow news reporter. They were supposed to go on a mission or a story together, and um, when he went there to verify some of the fact, uh, the lies of, of, of Relotius began begin to unravel. And of course, my favorite, who I like to call uh, Lion Brian Williams, was caught about lying about a helicopter ride that he took when he was when he was working as a NBC Nightly News anchor. As a matter of fact, I think he just retired as the NBC Nightly News anchor. He told this story about how the helicopter he was riding in was shot at, you know, when in fact it was the helicopter before him. And over the years, the story became more and more, he embellished the story more and more, making it more exciting, making it more dramatic until it came to head. I think they suspended him for a period and then they brought him back on air. Um, I don't know how... I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how people still um believed him or his credibility still held up. But um, I think it's it's kinda easy because the, the, the NBC could have, could have controlled the narrative. Now going back to the topic, palace of lies, right? Mass media through these uh actions of these individuals. Which which I must say now, when you research and look at uh, look at the whole story, you tend to find out that it seems to be like these individuals have some mental issues, whether it be narcissistic, uh, they, they're overachievers, and a common theme throughout the story is that pressure is placed upon them, and the fact, of, in the case of, I say, Lion Brian Williams, uh, that's just ego taking over, you know, you got to be the senior in command. I don't know if he had some, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> delusions of grandeur. Or he once wanted to be in the military to claim such things. But the actions of these individuals eventually reflected, in my opinion, the transformation of mass media, um, the overall transformation of mass media, or the ugly overall transformation of mass media. When I say transformation, I think of or uh, look into the history of, say, newspapers. One time ago... Newspapers were owned by family members or a small group of investors. So there are the, the, the 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 reputation of the family usually was important to these individuals. So they'll make sure that their editors and reporters would stay in line and make sure the, the, the news was accurate as possible. And then in some cases, they just, where it was individuals who, who owned it, um, They tend to want more sensationalism the bottom line is uh, the newspaper or media is a business Um, over the years ownership of these businesses have changed it meant went from um, family members or um, individuals to now we have such things as um, investment funds as equity funds and head funders who now controls or owns these media houses or these media news outlets Rich men have always owned newspapers, so Jeff Bezos um, buying the Washington Times is nothing new. These men, um, these organizations, or these funds, because they're the owners, tend to control the narrative. Now, don't get me wrong; now they might be coming into the newsroom and telling the editors or the journalists, "Hey, this how the story should should be said, or this what we want the people to know." There's a lot of pressure upon these editors and, um, and journalists in the mere fact that, like I say, at the end of the day, it is a business. So you want to play stories with, which would draw attention to, to, your, um, to your source or your, 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 um, your outlet. You know, there are three ways um, mass media outlets generate revenue. One of them is through membership, subscription, especially now in the digital age. Which is quite funny because before the traditional um, news houses were were dispelling or dismissing um, the the digital media format. Now they have to plunge plunge fully, two feet in, into the the digital space. So membership and subscription is one way that these houses or these outlets or these businesses generate profit. Then you have the main one, which is advertising where um, businesses place ads or they generate ads through these, um, sources. And then, uh, uh as of recent, a new one is like hosting events. Like those, um, motiv- well, I would call them motivational talks, but information, informational talks where they have guest speakers and they're the main sponsors of these events. So these three ways are, have become ways of generating uh, revenue and especially in this digital age, a lot of these, uh, especially like the events and stuff, can be done virtually. Ads can be placed anywhere at any time, and membership and subscription can be easily subscribed and just with a click of a button. So, the pressure is on for these houses or these outlets. I like to call them houses, uh, you know, I like to call them houses, or these palaces, I should say, since that's the topic. These palaces um, are under much pressure from their investors to generate revenue. Like I said before, the principal investors may not be in the newsroom saying, hey, print this or this is what I want to say or this is what I want said." Uh, There could be a case of, let me give you an example. Let's say I have a a soda pop company, uh, Gibson Pop, and I bought bought, or or is a major shareholder in a a palace, a news palace, (laughs) called uh, the Starfish Reporter now all the major players within the Starfish reporter would know that hey Gibson Pop owns us so anytime uh, Gibson Pop's story comes across the wire I am sure it is always in their mind hey don't bite the hand that feeds you you know they don't so Gibson pop doesn't have to have to come in the newsroom which I believe some of them in that instance they, they do and tell them hey 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 don't forget who's feeding you now don't forget don't bite the hand that's feeding you but Generally, they don't have to because of all the major players involved, the editors, the journalists from the janitor know who owned the company. And they know when the story come up about Gibson Pop, they know, they know how they should shape the narrative. So the shift in the makeup of ownership of these palaces has shifted the way information have has been disseminated or is being disseminated. Also coupled with the... The age-old, uh, I say challenge, of rich individuals owning um, these palaces. Because most of the time, um, these rich individuals able to shape the narrative based on their um, social and political uh, ideals or ideology, what they believe in. So they make sure that their, uh, the palaces uh, disseminate the information with a certain leaning, mostly political-wise. So all this, all this coupled together has transformed mass media into something, in my opinion, that is quite ugly. You can't trust it no more. Basically, you can't trust it no more. From the, the journalists um, lying and, 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 and reporting false stories to the editors supporting them. Now, it's a basic, it's a basic concept in um, journalism and media that the editors always should trust their reporters. But I think the, the high pressure of I mean, revenue generating has caused uh, the players to be those in charge who who supposed to make sure the mechanism in place for these um, articles and stories and stuff, they just, they, they drop the ball. they they dropping the ball. And by this dropping of the ball, the general public, has gotten the short end of the stick because now these stories they seem to always be based in a manner as such where uh, you know they, they accelerate most people's fear and anxieties. I guess that's what they want. To, as I um, alluded to in one of my previous podcasts, protect your thought. You know, this is how they want to control you to keep you on the string to make sure you keep those subscriptions up make sure you attend those events those virtual events to make sure you you buy into those ads you know to make sure they show those companies that hey we could generate some some profit for you through the, through these ads but the general public is the one who really suffering cuz now we don't know where to turn for accurate and true information at least for me i always in the back of my mind i always thinking you know, what's what's the agenda of this story is this this agenda um what, what is the agenda? Because I know from a long time, it's no longer about informing me or giving me accurate information, but it's all about shaping my opinion, shaping my thought process or trying to shape it because I refuse to allow them to. I take everything with a grain of salt. I don't care what it is now. I don't care where it's from because to me, there's no longer any respected news source. I don't care whether digital or whether um, the traditional outlets or whatever. I, I don't believe them. they're credible no more. That's just my opinion. They give you a little piece of the information. So you have to be like a a gold miner now. You know, you got to sift through, but just the the, the nuggets of truth. You know, you got to pick through those palaces to do away with all the the fake designer stuff and fake uh, architectural stuff and look for the the true original pieces. (laughs) Sift through the information. And that's what I advise most people to do. Same way, you have filters, for your computers and stuff like that and for what you call it filters designed to filter out certain phrases and stuff i think you should do the same thing f- with with these with these news articles and um these um palaces information that they're giving you filter through them you know set in your mind what you believe to be true right because that's that's basically what it, what it is about when it comes to this information is, is what you decide is the truth from what is in the truth and how whatever information is given to you, how will it affect your life, you know, whether it's important information or, you know, where whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to filter through the information so you could decide um, how you could use that information because that's the purpose of the information, to give you information. It's not just merely to entertain you, but information you could use you, you can use for yeah, your daily life you know, some of the, some of those information important could protect you could save you but now after they give you the information they tend to want to shape the way uh, they want to shape your your reaction or your actions to to that information which I think is um, hideous it's ugly it's an ugly thing to do because so many people believe that this information is true and accurate. One day, though, there will be a day of reckoning, as there always is. These um, palaces, with their shaky structure, will one day come tumbling down right before our eyes and possibly in our lifetime because it is just becoming too obvious and too blatant. So until then, all I say to you is, you know, Be aware of what's going on, and um, just keep your, your eyes and minds open to what's going on. And with that, I'll end. And like I always say, be good, and be real, and have a good one.